When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. We would like to thank Pros for their continued support. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Go to pros.com slash made for this to take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. And we're so excited to announce our newest partner to the podcast, AG1. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. The enemy is subtle and warps truths into lies for us. He tells us we are being humble, responsible, and selfless while we are killing the things God put us on the planet to do, the things that would build his kingdom. I've made a lot of bad choices in the name of being humble. (laughs) Stupid ones. Ones where I missed unthinkable amounts of opportunities and relationships and conversations and fun and adventures that God wanted me to go on all because I thought I, I, I don't want to draw any attention to myself. And it was in my mind, I mean, of course it wasn't humility, but in my mind, it was humility. In my mind, that was the excuse I was using for so long. And we're talking about this week, pleasing God and, and not living for the opinions of others. And I think this is the hardest part of all of this, because to some degree, we find ourselves in a stadium where you get on the field and start playing, and all of a sudden, all these people start yelling at you from the stands, right? Like, it's unbelievable. I have a friend that I cannot believe the crud she takes because she's just living her purpose, and she's doing it with all her heart, and she's doing it as best she can, but people think she's being showy. People think she's trying to draw attention to herself. People think she's just in it for the money. People think da-da-da. And I'm sure people say that about me, but it's real, y'all. And when I first started, absolutely everyone close to me questioned my motives because they didn't know anybody that wrote books. They didn't know anybody that would speak on stage. Like they just didn't feel like those were godly aspirations, which is fair, (laughs) really fair, actually, now that I'm in it, that needs to be questioned, right? We're about to have a conversation largely about motives. It's a very difficult conversation to have because it's a very difficult thing to understand about ourselves or to even recognize in ourselves or to parse out and to change, right? It's really hard to to shift your motives. That's really impossible. I think it's near impossible thing to do. So then what about motives? What if we stay paralyzed because we can't get the right motives for the rest of our lives? What if in trying to fix our motives, we miss everything God has for us? Good news. You're never going to have perfect motives. It's horrible news. Good news. You can quit trying to always have perfect motives. I remember early on, I was nervous about signing my first book contract for this reason. I didn't want to get to heaven and God to look at me and say, you know what? You lived that whole run for yourself. 
I was neck deep in discipleship. The only reason I was ever writing books or anything is because it had helped so many people and we were self-printing them from my discipleship happening in my living room in my local church. I really didn't mean to start a huge public ministry. I just was loving God and helping other people love God and and other people were wanting my tools and resources and it just kind of grew from there. And I really wrestled with it so much so that I didn't think I should do it. I didn't, I, I thought it was evil nearly. I mean, I just didn't think you could keep your soul and do all of it. And and it's a fair question. I, I've certainly watched people struggle poorly with that. You have too. We've all seen it. So I remember asking a mentor that I trust from seminary. I just said, hey, you know, I have this opportunity and I, I really am scared about it because I, I don't want it to change my relationship with God. I don't want it to change me. I don't want it to be all about the business, like my, my faith to be about business. And he said, Jenny, that's probably why you're going to get to do this. And if you ever stop wrestling with that, you need to quit. So we wrestle with it, our motives forever. Another incredibly famous pastor that I really respect early on, I said, and he's a writer and he's very well known. I said, did you ever wrestle with the implications of the reward that we get because of writing books or being known? And he said, of course. He said, in fact, I quit. He said, I wrote my first book and I quit. And I went back to being just a professor at a seminary instead of writing and speaking publicly. And afterwards, my students would come up and praise me about what a great professor I was. And I realized I'm going to have to fight my motives anywhere I go. This is our lot. It doesn't matter if you're sitting there going, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't relate to that at all. I'm not about to write a book or ever will be known. You still have motives at play when you start to consider what God is calling you to do. Because whatever God is calling you to do, whatever he is calling you to do, there is always going to be in our flesh some selfish ambition for some thing. And for you, it might be different than for me. It probably will be. But you have to know yours. You have to know what you're tempted to love more than God. And for me, for so long, it was people-pleasing, which was a miserable way to start because when I got into this, it's so funny because when I got into this, that was the thing I probably prized the most was people-pleasing. And I wanted people to be happy with me. And people-pleasing isn't all bad. The words people-pleasing isn't a sin in itself. But when it becomes an idol, when it becomes something that you're making your decisions on before you're making them about God, that's where it goes wrong. And I, great thing is what I, in my chosen, like where God wanted me, which was more in a public space and, and writing and teaching, I had to deal with it fast because my mom was sending me, screenshotting me, my negative reviews, right? Like I had to go to war with, wow, I, I can't, the more people I'm in front of, the less people I can please. And so it became early on, he broke me of it. I mean, it was, it was a miserable situation. I've talked about it before. It, it had three components. It was publicly embarrassing and humiliating. I was under attack publicly. Privately, I was disappointing and letting down almost every mentor or person I have respected in Christendom all my life and having one-on-one -on -one difficult conversations. And then personally in my family and in my community, they were frustrated. It was basically, I was letting down every level of people, human, you can at the same time. And to the point where I didn't eat for days, like I, I was paralyzed. I was, I lost it everywhere. I lost all the people that I would want to please on earth. I lost them at once and not at my own fault, which I couldn't seem to defend or clarify. It wasn't very helpful to do so. And in that, it was the greatest gift because to some degree I saw I was okay. 
the thing, my motive to, to make people proud of me, to make people love me. I lost it all at once. And it was funny. I still was breathing. It was amazing. I, I still was breathing. I was okay. I loved God and he loved me and I wasn't letting him down and I knew I wasn't. We were good. I, I hadn't done anything technically wrong. It just, it's how it appeared. Oh, there was something so freeing about being right with God and nobody else. It, it, it broke me of it. And I, I want to encourage you that God is going to purify your motives as you go. We will obey him and do the little things that he's called us to do, the big things he's called us to do, hard things he's called us to do, the easy. We, we will do all that. And as we are going, he will sanctify us. It is his promise that he is working all things together for our good, that we are becoming more like him the longer we walk with him. And so it is his promise that he is working out. He is helping us become more like him. He is helping us become the people that he wants us to be. And he will use the races that he's called you to run to do it. He'll use them. I mean, you won't believe it. It'll be fascinating how much he uses the things that he puts in your path. Somebody said to me once, so If Gathering, if you don't know, is a ministry that I started along with a lot of other people, and it's a ministry that I've been blessed to see God reach the world. I mean, literally, we're in 120 countries. It's wild. And it's beautiful. And people would look at that dream and go, wow, that's the biggest and most amazing movement of God, and say all these great things about it. At the end of the day, God, if somebody said to me once, what if God did all of if just to make you more holy, just to make you depend on him every day. And it wasn't even about all the people. And I was like, well, that feels selfish. And the more I've thought about it and the longer this goes, everybody's going to forget if, everybody. I mean, we'll, we'll go away when we're supposed to pretty soon and, and everybody will forget about it 10, 15, 20 years and nobody will remember it. But I will, I will remember, I will remember crying and begging God to provide when it felt like we weren't going to have enough to pay our staff. I will remember when I watched Jill Briscoe get up and talk about eternity, and my life shifted. And I, she didn't even know we live streamed. I don't even know how she got to us, but God does. I watched miracle after miracle after miracle, and it changed me. It made me believe God is able to do anything at any time with a million little details all working together perfectly. It was watching the greatest group project I've ever seen, all these churches around the world hosting in their places, women saying yes to do this. And, and my faith and my life changed. See, this is why we run our races. Because as we run them, our motives get sorted out. Because how could I possibly, after watching the bigness of God, the greatness of God to change lives, the, the beauty of women laying down their lives and, and their reputations to do something crazy and, and host this in their home or their church, like how could I sit there and have bad motives about that, right? After a certain point, you just, it's taken care of. It's not even about you. It's about God. And so I really believe, and I've told you this before, Hebrews 12, that when you run the race that is set before you, you inevitably throw off the sin and the burden that so easily entangles because you can't run with it. And you set your eyes, you fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, because you need him. Because how would you ever do this thing without him? That's why this matters, guys. It's not so we accomplish awesome things while we're here on earth. Y'all, he could, the rocks could cry out. Donkeys have spoken in the past. Like, come on, he can do anything with anything. He doesn't need us. 
but he invites us so that we change, so that we grow up in him and with him, so that we we sit next to him and say, how do I do this? How do you do it? What do we need to do to help this person? How do we do, all of a sudden we get unselfish because we care more about the people we're serving and loving. And we care more about fixing our eyes on Jesus and the race that he set before us. than we do our sin and our burden. It just falls off, it just falls off. I have been seeing the praises of Pro's hair care for a while. Switching to a custom routine from Pro's was one of the best things I've done for my hair. And the results I'm seeing are just getting better. We've teamed up with Pro's and they're offering 15% off your first order at pros.com slash made for this. You know, when you go to like the drugstore or Target and you're looking for a shampoo, it kind of feels like there's like only three or four categories of what works in people's hair. And this is why Pros is so different to me because they know that there's more to you than just your hair type. So they have given over a million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. They ask things about your zip code, your eating habits, your exercise, stage of life. And by analyzing all of these 85 different personal factors, they make a unique blend of ingredients that treat your hair. My favorite feature is Pros' review and refine tool, so your formula can tweak between bottles. The best part is if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash made for this. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash made for this for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. We want to thank Athletic Greens for their support and they are offering you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. Well, I have been taking AG1 for over six months now because honestly, I'm taking so many different multivitamins in the morning that I I can't keep up with it. And it was getting really expensive. By the time I was getting all my vitamins, I had like 10 to 12 different vitamins I was taking in the morning. I wanted to have more energy to kind of fill in those gaps in my diet that aren't always great to improve my gut health. And now I look forward to making my AG1 in the morning. So it's kind of my ritual. I make the kids breakfast, pack lunches, get out my AG1 bottle, and I fill it up with cold water. And I personally put ice cubes in it, but then I just do one scoop of AG1 and I shake it up and I take it with me in the car as I'm doing carpool in the mornings. I feel like it makes me feel clear-headed and ready to go. And like I have done something good for my gut and my body first thing in the morning. Every scoop is packed with 75, yes, 75 different vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients with the highest quality that give me all kinds of major benefits like gut, mood support, boosted energy, skin, hair, nails, like just about everything guys. And it's delivered to me every single month. So it's been super easy to make a daily habit. I can even take their travel packs with me on the go in the car, or if you're traveling, you can slip them in your bag and take your AG1 on the road. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. That's athleticgreens.com slash made for this. Check it out. And now back to Jenny. I want to read it here, even though it's later in the book, because it's such a picture of what we do with our callings and purposes and assignments. 
When I met Christ, he set me on a track and I began running a race with fervor, surrounded by people cheering. I felt motivated, purposeful, full of joy. My eyes weren't distracted. Jesus was in full focus and the point of this race felt clear. But as I ran, I noticed more and more people tangled up in the weeds to my right and my left. Some of them had stopped running, distracted by something. And some of them had stopped because they were in pain. I kept running and I began to feel lonely. So I began to ask myself questions that were once clear to me. Why am I running again? And then I tripped. I was hurt. Now I was the one on the side of the road. I was tired and in pain. And it felt good to stop running. I pulled myself close to some other hurt runners. We told stories and jokes and eventually we were comfortable together. As if there weren't a race. As if we weren't even hurt. Every once in a while a runner called to me, come on Jenny, come back and run with us. But no one ever stopped to really come and help me. They just ran by. As time passed, I picked up some entertaining hobbies on the side of the road. The hobbies temporarily motivated me and made me feel a little fulfilled again. My injured ankle never fully healed, but I quit thinking about it. It didn't hurt quite as badly as it used to. And before long, we discovered great entertainment in critiquing the remaining runners. Their shorts, their hair, pace, attitude. Until one day, a small pack of runners turned off the road and headed toward me. I wished they would go away, but they didn't. I remembered passing them back when I was running. They had been on the side of the road with injuries all tangled up. They ran right up to me and sat down. One of them handed me water and another one had medical supplies. They asked me a question, do you need help? For some reason I said yes. And before I finished uttering the word, they were wrapping my ankle, giving me food and water and talking to me about the race again, how much I had missed, how much they needed me. We want you to run the rest of the way with us. It's really getting exciting and we don't have much further. Something dead inside of me woke up. A fire relit itself in my chest. My ankle still hurt, but I didn't care. I just wanted to recklessly run with all my heart again because they reminded me of the reason that we run. I am running to bring glory to my Father God who gave me a purpose and a hope when I was unworthy on the side of the road, broken. Now our little misfit team stops for every runner we see on the side of the road. We stop and offer them the same healing and hope that was offered to us. I sense God's pleasure as we run and we stop for those who have fallen off to the side. I don't know where you find yourself in that story. I don't know if you're just running strong and you're doing the thing and you feel like a million bucks, you will fall off <laughs> at some point. Something will happen and you will be discouraged. You will feel like you can't go any further. You will feel like you want to stop. And maybe you're on the side of the road right now and you feel completely out of the game and what I would say is just jump back in. Like, I want you to picture me. I am that, that girl that has been feeling awesome and confident. I am on the side of the road. I am running the best I can with a limp. I've been in all the positions. And I'm coming up to you. And I'm saying, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And you're saying to me a thousand reasons why you aren't going to. A thousand reasons why you shouldn't. A thousand reasons why God doesn't want you. Maybe it's your motives. They don't feel pure enough. Maybe it's you're scared. Maybe it's that you've tried this before and you've already been disappointed and you don't want to hope or dream again because it feels like, why would I? It always fails. The story, the race, it's not about us winning. It's not about us building if gathering and it being successful and reaching the world. Who cares? It all goes away. What it's about is us connected with God and with each other. John 14, 12. Whoever believes in me, they will do greater things than these. Guys, God has 
great things for you to do. They may not be great in the world's eyes, but they will be great in heaven's eyes. And that's the perspective we have to keep. He wants to work miracles through you. He wants to heal your neighbors. He wants to bring them into relationship with him. He wants to change people's lives through you being faithful. The reason I love If Gathering isn't because it reaches the world, y'all. We don't even have our heads around it. It's some numbers on a page, all of you out there that are participating. There's, you know, at times 6,000 events happening at the same time. I can't, I can't get my head around that. The reason I love If Gathering is because it's brought me some of my very best friends. Because I've had people to run with. Because it's the greatest group project ever. Because Ann Voskamp's been standing beside me since the very beginning, year one, saying, you can do it. Let's go do it. People out there need God. Let's go do it. Because we've shouldered each other's burdens, because we've helped each other raise our kids, because Rebecca Lyons adopted and looked at me and decided to do it at If Gathering, and we cheer her on, and Joy is like our adopted kid. We all adore her. The reason If Gathering is so magical is for me, it's because of the few people that I know, that I sit with, that I dream with, that I build with. My office, Brooke, Jordan, Amy, we've been together, some of us, Katie, for 10 years doing this thing, building this thing. They're family. They're not my friends. They're not my coworkers. They are my people. Jordan just came up sharing something so personal with me in the middle of filming and a day of work. And, and she comes up, her heart racing in tears, and I get to walk with her through that. That's the best part. And guys, you don't need something to be big to have that. You don't. You just need to sign up for teaching kindergarten, right? <laughs> At your church. Like, that is an adventure. That is, a, that is so bonding. In fact, Julie Manning and I, we taught first graders forever at our church, year after year, the two of us together. And we just poured into those girls and we also caught up as we were getting ready and we also caught up as we were tearing everything down. And she is one of my lifelong friends teaching together first grade at church. Doesn't have to be big. In fact, nothing really is that big. Nothing is. I know it feels that way. We, we make big deals about how far things reach, but at the end of the day, it's people loving people, loving people. And sometimes that reaches far and you get to see it. Sometimes it reaches far and you don't. You never knew that loving your neighbor, taking a casserole, starting a spiritual conversation, changed generations of her family. This is why we obey, because we don't know the stories God is writing. We don't know the end. We don't know the generations it could shape. So we just get in the race with our hobble, with our people, and we do the best we can. We're going to imagine what that looks like. I know the next question you have is, okay, I'm in. What do I do? I got you. We're going to walk through it. You're going to know. God's going to give you something. I believe that. This week, here's what I want you to pray. Last week, it was, what risk do you want me to take? How did that go? I want to hear about it. Text me. There's a text stream. You can text me. It's free. And I want to hear about the different ways that you took risks. And this week, here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself, are you on the side of the road? Are you in the race? Are you lonely? Where are you in that parable? If you have the book, it's page 54. You can go back and read it again. I want you to know where you are in the race. And I want you to also put words to where you want to be. Hey, did you know that you can text Jenny and I? And we actually read your text messages and we try to respond as many as we can, but it is just like such a fun way for especially you guys, our podcast fam, 
to ask questions. We send out ideas and stuff for you guys all the time to vote on. So we really consider our, what we call texties, our inner circle of the podcast. If you want to join, get out your phone. You're going to type the word podcast in the message part to the number 214-225-6267. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.